Welcome to Platypod, the official podcast of the Committee for the Anthropology of Science, Technology, and Computing. Here, we host dialogues and conversations about the theories, tools, and social interactions that explore questions at the intersection of anthropology and science and technology studies. This bonus content is a reading from Platypus, the Castac blog. Enjoy! Counting on mountain birds, biologists, verticality, and territorial defense in Colombia. This piece is about the unforeseen and sometimes overlooked connection between birds living in the forests of Colombia's high tropical Andes, local biologists supporting an anti-mining coalition by conducting an alternative baseline study, and the under-theorized production of upward vertical territories. They are entwined around the work of territorial and water defenders in Tolima, Colombia, to disrupt a large-scale gold mining project. During 2018 and 2019, I live in Tolima, an area in the country's center that includes elevated humid Andean forests and fertile lowlands irrigated by the Magdalena River. I went to this area to explore how a diverse coalition of anti-large mining activists stopped agricultural companies La Colosa project. Since it is a story about a suspended project, the quote case end of quote has received varied public and scholarly attention. However, scholars circumscribe quote the case end of quote to the pair of consultas populares popular consultations that the members of the anti-mining coalition, who call themselves territorial and water defenders, organized in Piedras in 2013 and Cajamarca in 2017. In these two events, approximately 90% of each town's electorate rejected De La Colosa. The consultas populares are vital to fathom the anti-mining coalitions functioning and are a kind of collective action, quote, easily, end of quote, legible as political. However, scholars' excessive focus on them has downplayed the role of, quote, acts of refusal, end of quote, that do not look like a, quote, big no, end of quote, to the mining project. The decade-long articulations between biologists, avian fauna, and anti-mining activists are one of these acts. The connections deeply shaped the process of territorial defense that arose in Tolima, but its story has not been fully told. What emerged from those unexpected links informed biologists' posterior epistemic production and scientific practice. Those relationships also infused anti-mining activists' actions with political, legal, scientific, and emotional practices grounded in the idea of an upward verticality to protect the mountain forest where the company intended to install the mine. Yes to the parrot, not to the gold. In July 2019, Tolima defenders invited me to go alongside them to Salento to attend a street demonstration against the Anglo-Gol Ashanti Company, AGA, 
Salento and Cajamarca, the municipality where the company intended to establish the open pit mine, were adjacent. Their municipal border is a very high area of the central mountain range in what researchers call the Northwestern Andes. Cajamarca and Salento have similar landscapes, steep slopes covered by many types of tall and medium trees, forming dense, foggy, and massive clusters of vegetation that people call either high tropical forests or cloud forests, bosques de niebla. A few years before, the Colombian government granted the La Colosa project mining titles over mountainous areas of Cajamarca, Ibagué, and Salento. Due to Cajamarca's popular consultation results, the titles in this town are questioned. However, the titles in Salento are still valid. This circumstance encouraged Tolima's anti-mining coalition to expand the geographical scope of their oppositional practices. Defenders used to visit each of it other towns to support actions against the La Colosa mining project. As I walked alongside hundreds of demonstrators on Salento streets, I paid attention to their banners and chants. From afar, the march seemed like a vibrant line of flapping colors. A white flag displaying the image of a yellow ear parrot or loro orejia amarillo Cognorincus icterotis stood out among the signs. Next to it, a poster featured a bird, probably an Andean motmot or barranquero, motus equatorialis, and the word quote biodiversity. End of quote. Under this term, somebody had written different classes of animals and their number of species in Colombia. 1,889 birds, 571 reptiles, and 3,274 butterflies. The numbers seem to substantiate the assertion about the country's biological diversity, while the butterfly and the bird seem to embody it. This was not a surprising fact. In Colombia's history, birds have played an epitomizing role for various purposes. In different moments of the 20th century, politicians and scientists used the country's bird diversity to fashion sentiments of national identity. However, when protesters began to chant, quote, yes to the parrot, not to the gold, end of quote, which in Spanish is the catchy rhyme, si al oro, no al oro, I wonder if, besides biodiversity, birds were indexing something else. I paid attention to the lyrics of the upbeat slogan that activists intoned. It was whimsical and straightforward. It was about the yellow-eared and other parrots, loros, living in the greenish mountain forest that could be seen from Salento, but it was also about gold. Marchers used the term to denote Anglo-Golashanti companies' projects in the area. Instead of an enigmatic hostility against a substance, quote, not to gold, end of quote, encapsulated the opposition against the La Colosa. This was not the first time I observed images of birds, allusions to them, 
or even physical avian populations entangled with the language and activities of territorial defenders. In 2021, social media accounts associated with the anti-mining coalitions posted images acknowledging that, thanks to the popular consultation, endangered parrots living in Cajamarca's mountains were protected. Other organizations that were part of the anti-mining coalition did not use images of birds, but dressed up like them for several demonstrations. In 2019, Roncesvalles Environmental Committee's young and adult members took the streets wearing parrot customs. Three months after Salento's demonstration, I tried to see the parrots. Alongside my sister and friend, who was employed by the conservation program of the Regional Environmental Agency and was also a human rights defender closely working with Tolima's anti-mining coalition, we went to the Toche Forest in Cajamarca. This forest is known for its Quindío wax palms, Ceroxylon quindiwense, Palma de Cera del Quindío, one of the tallest plants in the high tropical Andes. Yellow-eared parrots live, nest, and rest among these trees. When we started approaching the palm groves to glimpse the birds, my friend told us, quote, Tolima has the country's largest amount of wax palms. They are recognized as the national tree because they are beautiful and massive. However, they are also important because yellow-eared parrots build their nests in the palm's canopy and they also eat the palm's fruit, end of quote. Then, turning to my sister as if what he was going to say was too obvious for me, he added, quote, Do you imagine a gold mine here? We would lose the palms and the parrots, end of quote. These avian encounters raised different questions. How did birds get to be part of the anti-mining coalition? Were these birds simply invoked to uphold claims about regional biological diversity? Which were the roles that mountain birds played in territorial defenders' activities? How did birds get to be part of the anti-mining coalition? The alternative baseline and biologists' vertical attunements. In 2019, the Anglo Goldashanti Company conducted a preliminary environmental baseline to request exploration permits for the La Colosa project in Cajamarca. The corporation conducted this study because it was a requirement to operate, operate inside the Central Forest Reserve, an elevated protected forest area in Cajamarca. Baselines and EIA's primary purpose is arranging and presenting scientific advice in contexts where multiple forms of natural resources management coexist. Baselines should describe the environment of the area where the project will operate, which means that they, quote, create a framework for environmental comparison, and of quote, ultimately, quote, making a landscape legible for human use, end of quote, Barandiaran 2020. Baselines are highly contentious. They could be a source of disagreement in the middle of disputes triggered by mining and infrastructure projects. If the reference point displayed by the report is inaccurate, 
The baseline, as affected communities and environmental advocates argue, will obscure rather than illuminate the ecological impacts of the industrial resource extraction. Barandiaran 2018-2020, Barandiaran and Rubiano 2019. Not surprisingly, AGA's baseline document created controversy among the anti-mining coalition. When a group of local biologists who had started an alliance with the coalition read the report, they noticed that the number of animal species registered in the baseline report was very low for the area. Anna, one of the biologists, told me during our interviews, quote, that the number of birds in the company's report was especially misleading, end of quote. Small farmers in Cajamarca also rejected the report, invoking these and other arguments. Anna and other life science professionals further claim that the Anglo-Golashanti company's efforts to conceal the number of species in the project's area of influence serve the purpose of obscuring the mine's long-term impacts. However, this assertion was difficult to prove. To demonstrate it, anti-mining activists in Cajamarca and biologists in Ibagué started to work together, thus consolidating the type of coalitional politics that characterizes Tolima's process of territorial defense. After a few meetings weighing the best course of action, biologists and local organizations agreed on a more formal response to AGA's baseline report. In February 2010, in Conciencia Campesina's blog, Marco, another biologist, authored a text explaining the upcoming initiatives they would undertake. Under the title of Cajamarca, Our Biodiverse Heritage, he announced the creation of a group of researchers who would contest the company's environmental study. Next year, in 2011, Ana, Marco, and nine additional researchers conducted an, quote, in solidarity, end of quote, environmental baseline for Tolima's anti-mining coalition to refute AGA's first environmental baseline. The research team chose three sites in Cajamarca to conduct the alternative baseline report. Located inside or very close to the De La Colosa project, the spots were examples of high tropical forests. The fieldwork was nerve-wracking for researchers and their small farmers' companions because armed men in motorcycles regularly followed them. The guards wanted to prevent the team from collecting data and samples. However, small farmers came up with a solution to the impasse. Instead of roaming inside the La Colosa's zone, the team would collect samples and conduct observations in the immediately adjacent plots over the borders. Thus, the study will be technically conducted in, quote, the same area, end of quote, but without the risk of wandering inside the mining project's perimeter. The team monitored animals' activities day and night, recorded in audio and visual formats, and collected insect and bird samples. Following the recommendations of small farmers who were members of the anti-mining coalition, they interviewed local dealers to further understand the area's biodiversity. 
Marco and Anna explained that birds got special attention because, quote, they were the taxonomic group that was most problematically underrepresented in AGA's baseline report, end of quote. The company's study only registered 30 species of birds. The omission of well-known and critically endangered birds, such as the indigo-winged parrot, Apalopsitaca fortesi lorito de fuertes, made the study's avian component a crucial element. Mountain birds are silent, elusive, or difficult to be seen. To address those issues, researchers use, quote, intensive search and audio recording playback, end of quote, and eight journal missed nests for nine days. To include in the alternative report, quote, those birds that use the forest's upper layers, end of quote, and therefore evade the mist nests. Researchers carried out visual censuses aided by binoculars from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. High Andean tropical forests are humid due to precipitation, but also because they attract cloudbells that bring water in the form of a fog drip. In a mountain or cloud forest, the conventional forest layers are not easy to identify since there are trees of very different heights. Thus, the inclusion of birds living in the canopy, upper layer of the forests, and the emerging layers result from the team's techniques and researchers embodied dispositions to the area and its different elevations. As biologists expected, the results of the alternative study were different. Unlike AGA's baseline, which reported 30 bird species, Anna and Marcos group registered 157 species of birds in the La Colosa area. In his master thesis, Marco wrote, quote, It is clear for us that the AGA's report does not account for the total of 224 species of bird, birds, 17 orders, and 40 families that have been reported for the area of influence of the La Colosa project, end of quote. Furthermore, quote, according to the International Union for Conservation of Nature, in the area there are six threatened species of birds and not two by the company's initial report registered, end of quote. After biologists conducted the alternative baseline, anti-mining advocates began to draw upon these researchers these research results to inform and strengthen their arguments against the La Colosa mining project. Were these birds simply invoked to uphold claims about regional biological diversity? After biologists and Cajamarca small farmers publicly shared the alternative baseline's results, anti-mining activists began to really to rely heavily on imageries about the mountain and the birds to explain their claims of territorial defense. For example, under the title Starting to Walk, Empezando a Caminar, a blog entry in which members of Conciencia Campesina reflect on the type of political actions they were doing, the organization included a rough and ready video mentioning how the mountain's most elevated areas have been disregarded or not fully understood. The first image of photo 5 shows the message 
There are much more things and gold up here, Cajamarca's mountains. The second introduces the alternative baseline um, and findings, underscoring the large bird diversity the researchers disclose. Quote, in only two field trips, the research team identified more than 100 species of birds, end of quote. This information is followed by approximately 20 photographs of mountain birds taken by a forestry technician who participated in the alternative baseline. These images encapsulate and illustrate a central argument of the coalition. The mountain was unique due to its different species and was endangered by a potential large-scale mine. In his study of environmental politics in Hong Kong, anthropologist Tin Choi explains that the fabrication of endangerment as a fact entails idioms of exceptionality, inscription devices, and different types of alliances. He argues that uniqueness results from practices of specification, which he defines as procedures to establish that animals in an area are not the same ones living in other. Choi, 2011. Drawing upon and extending Choi's ideas, I argue that in Tolima, members of the anti-mining coalition fashioned the mountain's uniqueness by rendering politically and legally visible life forms with highland specificities. That is, animals or plants with the quality of relating distinctively to Tolima's mountain forests. Mobilizing and amplifying the information collected by biologists, activists emphasized that the region's bird diversity results from its different altitudinal gradients to make a Jamarca's mountainous areas, which they simply call the mountain, La Montaña, a shared object of interest Anti-mining advocates heavily relied upon making visible and intelligible the mountains above, above the ground verticality. Which were the roles that mountain birds played in territorial defenders' activities? Tolima territorial defenders have given special prominence to birds to highlight the uniqueness of Cajamarca's mountainous areas. In public hearings with the state officials, research activities, street demonstrations, and audiovisual products, anti-mining advocates brought mountain birds' distinctiveness to the fore of their struggles to demonstrate that the mine's impacts extend beyond the underground and earth's surface. By organizing monitoring activities, making videos and posters about birds, and even dressing up like parrots and hummingbirds for rallies, activists connected their struggles and the protection of mountain birds. These public articulations further consolidated defenders' claim that large-scale gold mining affects territories above the ground vertical dimension, not only its underground verticality. To oppose mining authorization requests, Activists underscore the potential mine's long-term environmental impacts, the disappearance of the mountain, and its, quote, exceptional animal, end of quote, plant and fungal species. They politically produce the mountain as a multi-species entanglement with unique social and ecological values.
contributions beyond the case. Birds and mountains mainly reflect on the renovated attention to geological studies and social sciences, and particularly the concept of verticality. Many of these works suggest that space should be tackled as a volumetric realm, not a two-dimensional surface. These studies have demonstrated that geological knowledge and diverse artifacts, such as maps, surveys, diagrams, samples, and 3D data visualization tools, enable the visibility and legibility of landscapes in vertical axes. Brown, 2000. That is, these devices played a fundamental role in the vertical production of the space. Most of, most of these works focus their vertical framework on the production of the underground as a commodity and an object of knowledge, intervention, and government. Marston and Himley, 2021. However, emphasizing what happens below the surface could lead under-theorized the above-the-surface vertical production of space. The second contribution goes along the same lines. Although recent studies explore the links between multi-species entanglements and the production of space and nature, not so many works are examining how animals and plants contribute to the volumetric intelligibility production of space and nature. This is especially true for sites disputed and, therefore, reconfigure amidst environmental struggles and produced as multi-species entanglements for territorial defense. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any comments and feedback, feel free to share them with us on the blog. You can find the link to the post in the description of the episode.